Welcome to the I Hope You Hear This podcast, and today, I hope young adults trying to maintain familial relationships hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. I am David, and I have a guest with me today. Um, and this particular guest is here because when I think of a family man, this guy is the person that pops up in my head. When I think about how I maintain my familial relationships, not with my wife, but with my parents and my siblings, um, now that I am a certain age and in a certain life stage, it's difficult. It's difficult to maintain that. But I think, I feel like of all the people that I know, today's guest does it the best. So without any further ado, please welcome Chuan Song. <laughs> hey, Chuan. Hey, David. Uh, so... Just to give our audience a context of what we're about to talk about, I was wondering if you could give us short or long background of okay. who you are. Yeah, however you want to do it. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Chuhan. Um, I was born in Korea. I moved to the States when I was three, four. Um, I have one older sister and my mom and dad. We all live in Atlanta. Well, I'm living in Chicago right now. I'm in school. But um, outside of that, I went to university here in Atlanta. And Atlanta's been kind of home for as long as I can remember. Okay. So what do you, where do you go to school? Uh, so I'm at Northwestern right now. I'm just getting my uh, business degree. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So business degree, they typically call that an MBA, right? Yes. Just, you know, just so people are aware of what you're studying. Okay. And... Yeah, so I just want to jump into it um, because I've, we are in pretty similar. Well, we're only like two years apart, a year apart, year and a half. Don't don't <laughs> discount our age. You're two years older than me. <laughs> two years apart, um, but in terms of the, our career and things like that, I feel like we're in similar areas. We've been working for a while. I mean, of course, you're in school now, but you're graduating soon, and once you go back, um, you're going to be a young adult with a job. Needing to balance work, needing to balance that with uh, friends, family, things like that. So, first thing I want to ask you about is your relationship with your parents and your sister. How how was that? How would you describe that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it. <laughs> it's funny when you say familiar, like familiar man. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to say that word. Family man. Family man. Uh -huh. um, I actually think more of you. I kind of think that you are kind of the role model of oh, a good person who's very responsible. And in, <laughs> if you know me, I'm a very irresponsible person. I make very, <laughs> very many poor life decisions. Um, but in terms of just my relationship with my parents specifically, I think more than anything, I'm pretty intentional. Mm. Um, from the time I graduated, I, I, I set specific goals for myself and it's started off pretty small it was once I started making money I I very much knew that at least once a year I wanted to take a family vacation with them yeah and um, I put together kind of like a savings account specifically for that and so most mm -hmm. of what I do is very intentional even while I'm at school um, it probably just speaks a little bit to my personality but I have a reminder to message or call my parents mm -hmm. you know like two times a week and and it's just because I know I get caught up in life very easily and right. I forget things and so I'm very very much um, intentional in trying to make sure I do those things that I 
originally planned to do. Yeah, no, that's great because I don't think people really think of intentionality when it comes to maintaining relationships with family. They might think that in terms of or in the context of social relationships, more with friends. But because you grow up with family, I think people think that <clears throat> the best way to do it is just to let it be organic or natural. But I that's what I, that's why I think of you when I think of family, man, because of your intentionality and because I do know of your annual trips that you take your parents on. So can you give us just a few examples of where, where you guys have gone in the past? Yeah. Or what you have done, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the very first trip we took was just on the West Coast and my parents liked that a lot. So I think we did like a San Francisco, LA, San Diego trip. And then after that, um, for the past couple of years, they've really enjoyed the West Coast. So we've mm -hmm. done like Vancouver, Seattle. And then because my parents are older, we've also done more like beachy places like St. Lucia. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really wherever. Usually when I hang out with them, it's always just a fun thing to talk about. Right. We always just talk about where they might want to go, um, where they haven't been to, where they've always imagined or have wanted to go to but haven't had a chance to. And so usually I just have a list of different places. I think... Um, that list is getting bigger and bigger because I think my mom is just a crazy tiger mom who has high expectations. <laughs> yeah. And so that list never stops. Um, but really, I, we just keep together a list together right. with my parents. And I'm sure it's something that your parents always look forward to, right? Yeah, I think more my mom than my dad. I think my dad, honestly, his definition of a vacation would be just kind of chilling out and uh, <laughs> being at home, eating. But uh, really, I think he does it more so because he knows my mom enjoys it so much. Yeah, and you mentioned you have a separate savings account to save up for these trips, right? Do you have any like savings regimen or routines that you do to throughout your uh, year to make sure that you have enough at, at the time of the family trip? Yeah, I mean... I, so again, it probably just speaks to my personality and I'm just kind of weird, but I uh, like allocate most of my money on different things. So um, like I save X percentage of my, when I used to work, I don't I'm pretty much just in debt now, but um, when I used to work every paycheck, I would put X percentage that would go directly into a separate bank account um, mm. that I have just for kind of my family vacations um, and then a separate bank account just for, you know, like I had a school account. So when I wanted to go to school, I knew I would need a, like a, a significant amount of money. Mm. And so I just kind of allocate my funds accordingly to kind of the five, six buckets in life that I know. So you, you kind of just plan out how much money you'll end up needing and you just make sure periodically that you have, that you're on track, right? Is yeah. that kind of how you do it? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's great because I don't do that at all. I see money coming into my bank account and I think, oh, I can buy so many things. That's what happens when you make so much money. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me reveal how much you make on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the inten intentionality aspect of it, I think, is very important for, for people to hear. Um, and you mentioned that you have reminders for calling your parents or texting um, how often do you do it? So I try to FaceTime my parents like once a week. Mm. And then usually I have, it's really bad because I mean, I think it should happen more organically. Mm. Um, but I usually just have like twice a week, just reminders to text. I'm, if you are friends with me, I'm just really bad at texting or just usually just responding to texts. Mm -hmm. Cause I usually look at stuff and I just <laughs> get lazy yeah. and don't respond. Um, but yeah, usually I try to text them. 
um, I have reminders to text them, text them if I haven't. Sometimes I'll just mm-hmm. ignore the reminders if I've been texting with them. Yeah. And then usually FaceTime with them like once a week. Yeah. So um, because I know who you are and I know your background a little bit more detailed than what you said, but you're by profession, you're a consultant, right? Yeah. And you typically travel Monday through Thursday, or I guess not right now because you're in school, but while you were working, you, you did travel a lot, right? Would you say that that amount of travel made it harder to maintain this relationship with your family? Or, I don't know, in some way did it help? So I think it helped more so. I mean, for me, before, I think before working, um, I just hadn't traveled as much across the world. But um, work in itself naturally forced me to do so. And it helped me appreciate so much of what I was seeing when I got a chance to travel. Uh, And I think as I experienced that, I really wanted to share that same experience with my parents. Um, I think it probably has to do, and I think most of us that are kind of the 1.5 generation immigrants can also relate, but I think our parents do a lot. They just kind of gave everything to be here. And this is where we kind of settled down. But um, yeah, I think work in itself allowed me to kind of see what was out there in the world and yeah. also just wanting to share that with them okay so and when you go on these trips with your parents what aspect of it do you think they appreciate the most so is it more where you go is it the type of meals that you have or the shows or events that you see or do you kind of have a feel for what you what do you think your parents appreciate the most yeah i mean i think <laughs> at the core of it we all like good food we all like good restaurants <laughs> and good experiences right uh-huh. um and I think it took them a while just to be comfortable having nice things mm. um, when we're on vacation. So they always like that kind of stuff. But at the core of it, I really do think it's just being able to spend time with kind of me right? right as a family. Um, I think when you get older and especially with them, I think they're scared to do new things unless I'm around. And so right. it's really nice. I think even when I plan trips, um, selfishly honest, sometimes I do wish that my parents would be more independent and be more willing to take vacations because i'd be happy to just send them right but i think a lot of the vacations they wouldn't do without me Mm because i think they they're able to have more experiences when when we do it together as a family because they have a lot of fear just kind of traveling alone yeah yeah and i'm sure because they were immigrants they're i'm assuming their english isn't fluent right no i would say i mean they're not they can get around but i don't think they're very comfortable yeah similar similar to my parents yeah so i think with my parents as well it's they just have more of a sense of security when they have their child who is fluent in English yeah. around and to kind of show them and take them around instead of having to worry, what are we going to do next kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, and you mentioned that you, you had a sister as well. Does she get involved in these trips? Uh, she does as well. I mean, she's she has her life a lot more well put together than I do. She has a family. She's only four years older than me, but she's happily married, has two children. And so it's a lot harder for her to vacation together with my mom and dad. Like, I think when I am married and I have kids, it will be a lot harder as well. Um, But right now, I'm just this single 29-year-old who can do whatever I want with my time. I'm outside of just work. And so I spend a lot more time with them. Um, And then, of course, my sister loves in a very different way. And I think my parents you know, have different expectations for what they receive from me and what they receive from my sister. Mm, right, right. That was my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> getting old, man. I'm getting old, sorry. There was a crackling noise and I thought it was the equipment, but... 
<laughs> no, so I, I think that's a good point because depending on the relationship that you have with your parents, the type of appreciation and the method of maintaining that relationship can be different, right? For you, someone like you, I'm sure these trips is the proper way to do it with your sister, being that she is married and has two kids, there's probably other ways that are more pro- appropriate for her situation in life. And yeah, so now we, we, we talked a little bit about kind of the method in which you maintain your relationship with your parents. And I'm hoping that this actually gave a lot of ideas to, to people, like, you know, saving money, um, having reminders, going on trips. St. Lucia is, is a nice place. That little side note, me and Shirley, my wife, we actually went there for our honeymoon. So St. Lucia is an awesome place. Um, but behind all that, I want to understand your motivation and your heart in doing these things. Because I think if someone listening doesn't really have the proper uh, backing in terms of their motivation, it can fizzle out, fizzle out real quick, right? It can get old real quick. After the first trip, you might be like, ah, oh, screw it. I don't want to save money or, or things like that. But I want to understand um, behind the scenes for you, what motivates you to do this every year? Hmm. I guess that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I feel like for most of us, um, <laughs> most of us love our parents, right? And I think, at least for yeah. me, I realized, especially in college, I was really bad at staying in touch with my parents because mm-hmm. I was so busy just living out my college life. And I realized how much time had passed and I didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my motivation is pretty similar to everything else in life. I think if you really feel strongly about something and I really feel strongly about being good to my parents, um, you just need to be intentional and take action on it. Um, If you want to be healthy, you have to be very intentional and take time to go to the gym. If you want to get good grades, if you want to have a good job, then you have to be intentional. And so for me, um, I know that my parents are so special to me. And so because of that, I think I just always just push through and just want to do this with them okay here. so you've kind of seen a glimpse of what not being close to them can be during your college years you didn't like it so you put in the effort to be intentional in setting up these trips and talking to them and facetiming them and things like that is that a fair summarization of that? yeah okay much yeah. better summarizing <laughs> than yeah no because yeah I, I think that's great and that's surprising to me not that you're not the type of person to think like that. But what's surprising to me and the real meat of why I wanted to have this conversation is my next question. Because you can have the right methods, you can have the right motivation, but if you don't have the capacity, those two things aren't always enough, right? And you as a person, Chuhan, I feel like you're always so busy. You have a lot of things going on in your life outside of your family. You have friends all over the U.S. You have work that takes you all over the U.S. You have, not currently, but you've had relationships with significant others that might have precluded you from being uh, kind of all into your family life. But even during those times when I've seen you, I I feel like you did a really good job of maintaining a good balance. And um, I wanted to ask you, what did that balance kind of look like for you in your life? Yeah, um, 
Yes, that's a good question. Um, and by the way, to the listeners, um, Juan came to my house like 10 minutes before we started recording this, and I kind of just sprung this topic on him. So if he needs time to think a little bit, please, uh, please be um, understanding because he had essentially zero prep time in this conversation. And I'm also terribly awkward at <laughs> stuff like this. I mean, I, I think as a whole, it's just how you, how you prioritize life. I think for me, um, even in my relationship, I think the biggest thing that usually takes into um, like the two things that I would say that always kind of take away from kind of this from my family would be work and like a relationship with a significant other, right? Okay. I think yeah. the relationship with a significant other, especially when you're thinking about getting married, that's probably the big one. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really tried to tie those together. I wanted whoever I was dating or whoever I will date in the future to just also know how much I appreciate time with my family. Mm. And so I try to really kind of combine those and hopefully find someone that will also kind of enjoy spending time with my parents. And I think because of that, I also invest a lot in my significant other's family. Cause I think that right. being that it, it, I mean, it has to reciprocate. Right. right and right. so um, for me, I think that's always been a big part. Mm. And then with work, I mean, you can always find time to step away from work, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, if you work harder, you'll always find free time. There's always ways to like allocate your vacation times appropriately. Right. Um, it's just more so choosing to, you know, spend vacation time with your family versus some of your friend trips, right? And right, I think that's right. that's the only hard part. But um, I think I try to really tie kind of my romantic life with my parents and this vacation time I spend with them quite a bit. Yeah, no, and that's a good, great point because. Now that I'm married, I'm realizing that whatever I do for my parents, we kind of have to do something that's equal to that for Shirley's parents. Because if any sort of unbalance or imbalance there, I think can lead to, they, they become seeds to future fights, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and misunderstanding and, and things like that. Um, it's never really easy to have that fine of a balance because any sort of weight toward one side can come off as favoritism in one party's view. Um, so yeah, I think the fact that you seek that out in your romantic relationships, that's, that's a really good advice or a nugget of wisdom there. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And with, with your family, do, do you think they are okay with you investing so much into maintaining those relationships rather than your career or anything outside of it because so a little bit of context for people who are not asian asian parents are typically very career focused and they seek prosperity in in wealth right so there were times where my parents say things like oh you should be saving money to you know do something else instead of spending it on us in terms of elevating my status, quote unquote, in life. And so I'm just trying to understand how your parents see, you know, all this time and effort and money that you pour into them. Like, do they view that as a, I mean, how do they view that? Yeah, <clears throat> well, I think for the most part, I think, of course, my parents think that way too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think the whole thing about planning for trips or planning for anything with with family is 
you just can't go overboard, right? I think you need to know your own capacity. And I think parents also are aware just based on how much you make and kind of how you spend regularly, um, like what is reasonable and what isn't. Mm. And so for me, I think over time, because I've done this more consistently consistently with them, um, my parents have become more willing to take these vacations and they become more comfortable taking it. Mm. And they've kind of gotten rid of that mindset that you just mentioned, right? Because feeling bad spending money because they want us to spend on ourselves. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing with that is if you just are really intentional and you're able to show that, you know, this isn't something that's going to kill you, your career or your finances, my parents have been much more okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's so there's definitely an evolution from, well, just to explain to the audience, the phone went off on the table. You, if you heard that vibration um but just to as you see these little trips that you take your parents on has there been an evolution in the way that they think about these trips or the way that they think about their relationship with you um not so much in what the my relationship with them i guess they do i mean and it's probably not because of the trips but it's just probably because i'm getting older right <laughs> um i think they rely on me more just because mm. i'm not a baby anymore yeah um but I think the consistency of the trips makes it much more comfortable for them. I think mm. if you try to do one-off big things, um, it's just overwhelming, right? Yeah. It's the same way if you're dating. It's the same way if you're with friends, right? If someone does something so big for you once, it's just overwhelming and it's not comfortable. Right. I think the consistency in it makes it something that they look forward to, something that we can plan for, mm. um, having conversations about, you know, these trips much ahead of time so that you know they're aware that i'm also saving for it and stuff like that i think makes it much more comfortable for them Mm, okay all right so having talked about your methods and the heart behind it and everything like that do you ever find it difficult to be this family guy family man or slash good son um, for your for your parents, any sort of obstacles that you feel like you've had to overcome throughout the years? Or, I mean, I, <laughs> those are all nice words. I I honestly don't feel like I'm I'm like a good son. I, I so I guess the biggest struggle that I've always had is when planning for these trips. I I just get stressed out a lot because mm-hmm. I do have so many things that I want to share with my parents, um, so many places that I want to go to, and I it's harder for them. Right, they're older. For them to travel um i've wanted to do europe with them a lot but because they're older now and they just can't walk around as much um i think the most important thing and the thing that's been hardest for me over the years is just learning to chill out and really (laughs) really understand that the whole point of this is to enjoy time together with them right um not to let the little things really get under my skin Mm. and um yeah i think that's just learning that has taken a really long time um so can you give us some examples of what those little things that got under your skin were? Yeah. So for me, I, I'm a pretty early morning person. Um, okay. Like I, <laughs> I get up pretty early in the morning. I start my day. As soon as I get up, I have to get out of bed. Um, drives most people that I live with or my significant others pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> but when you vacation with your parents, they may not operate that same way right they may not want to get up right away and because i haven't 
lived with my parents in so long, I don't really know what their morning routine is. Mm. Um, but just having to wait, there's a lot of times I've missed like breakfast reservations that I've had or like oh, wow. like dinner reservations. They're tired after a day. And so learning how to be flexible. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm listening to myself and it's like a very obnoxious first world problem, but <laughs> really letting those things like not bother you and being okay with it, I think is probably the biggest thing. And then like as you're doing it, just remembering like if you really want to be a good son or daughter, just the whole point of it is to do some to have a good time with them. Right. And I think you can do that wherever you are. I mean, it doesn't have to be a vacation, but if you want to be intentional and block off two hours every weekend to have dinner with your parents, just being very intentional, like listening to them, giving them an outlet to hear how your life is and sharing those moments and doing it with a good heart, I think is probably the most important thing. And that's biggest learning curve for me right so and so i'm assuming based on what you said that you kind of set the itinerary for all the trips that you you guys go on right so you plan all the cool places to eat at what you're going to be doing during the day and things like that right i do i do and honestly uh there's been a few times where i've just been a punk and when my mom complains about the itinerary i've like just asked her to make it and <laughs> and that's just me being a little punk um but yeah, like usually I do. And then when she did complain just to try to prove, prove a point, I right. made her do it. <laughs> like, oh, you don't know how much work You don't know how much work it is to try to do all of this and yeah. make reservations. Um, but yeah. No, but yeah, I, I can see why it would get frustrating when you have set out this entire itinerary and the other party doesn't want to do some of the stuff. Because the funny thing is, I'm kind of like your parents and Shirley is kind of like you. When we go on vacation, she'll like she'll literally write out on Excel the itinerary for the day. Yeah. And she has like hour by hour what we're gonna do, what where we're gonna eat, what we're gonna eat. But I'm I'm a huge homebody. My idea of a vacation is not having to work and stay in bed all day. Yeah. So even when I go on vacation, it, if we ever went on vacation, you would hate me because when you wake up you want to get out of bed. When I wake up, I want to give myself two extra hours just to enjoy the bed and to like lay, lay there. So yeah. I, I drive my wife kind of crazy with that. So I'm sure it's frustrating for you with your parents. But I think the point that you brought up was important. Um, the, the fact that you have to be flexible, the fact that you kind of have to cater to the other person, your, your parents, because it really is you trying to show them love, you trying to be a good son and you trying to show them a good time, right? So yeah. yeah, like, I mean, if we went to everything that I had planned, the whole point is for them to be happy because they're going to those th things. Right. But if it's not, right, the whole purpose of all of that is pointless. And right. if they're more happy just staying at the hotel and just relaxing, then that should that still hits my objective, right, mm -hmm. of them having a good time. Yeah. And I think it's, it's tough to remember that Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Throughout the years, do you think, do you ever get a sense that your parents' expectations of the next trip rise? Yeah, so it's funny. I was just talking to my mom about this. She picked me up from the airport. Um, again, super lucky because I'm spoiled with love by my family. But every time she sees me now, she's talking about another vacation. It used to be <laughs> once a year, but I think slowly that number has gone up to like two or three times a oh, year. Wow. And I'm just like... <laughs> you know we're allowed to have other conversations other than where you want to go uh -huh. um uh -huh. but even in those times i have to just remark remind myself not to be so snarky and such a little <laughs> punk and just kind of remember that 
I mean, she's doing it because if I think about her life and her day, most of her life and day has been dedicated to just, you know, like hustling and living every day where I know, like I know me and you come from very similar backgrounds and we're extremely privileged, right? And we get to live a life that's, that's a lot more comfortable, so. Right, and your parents, they used to own their own business, so yeah. A daily hustle is yeah. kind of their part of yeah. daily life, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that they are, they're empty nesters, right? They live by themselves because it's just you and your sister in terms of their offspring, right? Do you think it's more important now that you kind of do these things, or do you think there's value in doing these kind of things regardless of the situation that your parents are in? Um, I don't know if there's a right answer to that. For me, I just, I'm just also one of those kind of worry warts. And I just always think you never know what's going to happen next month Mm. or next year. And so for me, I I just think that, you know, whatever time I have with my parents, I I have this fear that once they hit like early 70s, even if I want a vacation with them, they're no longer going to be able to. So I invest a lot of time now because I think physically they're able to do so um and so i just happen to do it now i know all of us have parents at different ages at different physical right like levels yeah um and so for me i think that's the primary driver for why i'm really focused on doing it as soon as i started working because my parents aren't in the best health Mm. my dad like all he does is eat steak doesn't eat vegetables doesn't exercise he has your (laughs) diet except he doesn't exercise either um and so yeah i mean i think it's going to be different for every person right Gotcha. So, and this is going to seem like a very sudden change in topic, but it's actually not really. But I want to ask kind of over the years, have you picked up on any tips to be a frugal traveler? And the reason I ask is because I I kind of hesitated when I thought of asking you this because I know how much money you make and it's not... (laughs) Don't worry, I won't reveal it. I won't reveal it to the public, but uh, you're pretty comfortable, right? I mean, both of us, we're we're pretty, we're not, we would never say that we're low income, right? But I'm, but I'm I'm still, I'm sure with all your other expenses and things like that, it's not always easy to spend money on these trips, right? So do you have any tips um, on cutting costs or anything like that? Yeah, I mean... So I think for me, um, generally, generally in life, I have tried to become more frugal, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't eat out much. I don't like spending money on food when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my worst expense is just I drink too much when I go out, <laughs> and so that's probably my only like major expense. But generally, I I try to save on everyday expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm traveling, I splurge. So it's more so, and and I think I've just realized that makes me happier. Mm. Um, when I'm by myself at home, there's no reason for me to have to eat out, right? It's right. it's just laziness that would keep me from cooking. And so I take every kind of measure to try to save money when I'm on my own and when I'm not doing things. Mm. Um, and then spend more comfortably whenever I'm vacationing or mm. able to spend time with my parents because I know I just don't get that opportunity as frequently right okay so you're kind of reallocating your pool of resources from you're pulling it from your everyday life and putting it toward trips travel things like that yeah okay 
do you ever go through like Groupon or anything like that for deals? Does that ever kind of dictate the trips that you plan or is that you just kind of think of the things that you want to do and just do them? Um, so I haven't really used Groupon for travels. I do think I'm probably just in a slightly different situation. Like I've never had to pay for hotels because I, I was a consultant. Oh, and sorry. so I have a lot of hotel points. Um, I have a lot of airline miles. And so traveling in itself is is a lot easier just because I have all right, of those things yeah. for free. Mm. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just plan ahead, mm. right? Like if you're able to plan ahead, I mean, it's not rocket science, avoid busy seasons, but unfortunately most times our parents are only free during those holiday times. Right. And so just planning ahead, booking tickets ahead of time to just make sure things are set, mm. like something that's four months in advance or three months in advance just really creeps up very quickly. Yeah. And so when you think about it and you set your agenda on it, then go ahead and act on it. There's other tips that you can find online easily, right? right? Flights are cheaper when you book them on the weekends, right? Oh, um, really? Yeah, so like usually oh. Saturday, Sunday, they're the cheapest and then they peak back up on Mondays. And so it's going to be very different if you do domestically versus um, internationally. Yeah. But there's a lot of tips and tricks online. Um, I don't know how much you really save, but for the most part, like doing that kind of stuff. And also, I mean, same same way we save money when we live our everyday lives. Like yeah. there are great restaurants you can go to for like happy hours if you want to hit up a spot, but you know it's a little bit out of your price range. Um, do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of cool ways. Honestly, I just haven't really figured out the science of that yet yeah no i know for international travel someone once told me i don't know if this is still the case but especially going to korea their off season is or the lowest rates are in february and september mm. so that I, I think if you do research on the destination where you want to go uh, a little bit about when the cheapest air plane tickets and cheapest hotel accommodations are i think you might be able to save couple bucks here and there and you know in the long run whatever you can save helps right yeah and if you look it up online there's so many things like that and it's going to help not only for when you're planning vacations or again you don't have to plan vacations with your parents there's so many ways you yeah, can do yeah. nice things but also when you want to plan vacations with your boyfriend or girlfriend or right. husband or wife right mm -hmm. same same savings apply so mm -hmm. it's super easy to do yeah and i know the the thing that kind of caught my attention when I heard about your trips was how you commemorate these trips. I know there's a thing that you do at the end of every trip. Can you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, <laughs> so, so after every trip, I usually make a, like a photo book mm. with my parents. Um, I just realized that as I was vacationing or even as I thought about like my childhood memories, there's so many things that I forget. And so, um, just after every trip, while it's fresh on my mind, I find it kind of a fun thing to do together with my parents where we go through the photos and pick the ones that they like mm. and just create a book for them. Um, at first, they really didn't like it, but I think when I started reminding them that they're not getting any younger and this is probably the best <laughs> that they're gonna look for a while, um, they started to you know, embrace it a lot more. Mm. But I think just, I mean, I wish I did this more in relationships as well, but mm. I mean, memories will fade, but you have to have those photos to remember and it's always a fun thing to look back on. So yeah, yeah. I think just little stuff like that, that whatever is that's important. That's a cute yeah. idea. I love it because you have a, it's like every trip you go on, you have proof that you went on it and no matter how old you get, you'll, you'll be able to look back and, you know, remember because yeah. with memory, it's, uh, 
it's unfortunate, but as people get older, a lot of things kind of slip their minds and a lot of experiences are no longer in their memories, you know? So I think the fact that you do that is awesome. Yeah, life just gets so busy. I yeah. mean, there's so many things that happen in a day, in a week, in a month, right? That even last month seems blurry, so. Yeah. A any other things that you do that I might not know of? Mm. To kind of as like your tradition for these trips that you go on dude i don't even know how you knew about the photo book stuff did we ever talk about that i might have heard it from your sister maybe or you i don't know you might have told me um not really i think it's just honestly the main thing that i think has become more enjoyable is even the planning for these before mm -hmm. like not the like logistic by logistic details but just having those conversations with your parents mm -hmm. and seeing what they're interested in i think i've learned a lot about my parents and then just i know like for me i've i've picked up more on photography i'm still horrible like in no way good at it but just learning to take photos of them throughout our trip that's a little bit more um you know natural mm. it, it's been fun but i think the big part is just planning is almost as fun if not more fun than the actual trip itself because yeah. you get to see how excited your parents are when they think about some of those places yeah oh that i, I love that that's awesome because as like you said 1.5 slash second generation immigrants i think our generation and our parents we often have kind of a lack of conversation going on between us because one language barrier two cultural barriers and three, a lot of the times you just, you don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And having something in common like that, something that you could kind of always go to, always pull out that pocket and say, oh yeah, what are we going to do for our next trip? Right. And I think that's, that's, that's an awesome bridge to build, um, to have that kind of conversational. Yeah. It's, know. it's not often that our parents tell us what they like, at yeah. least for me. Right. Mm -hmm. I think you talked about it, but most times our parents are just worried about our success and mm -hmm. kind of our betterment in life and so it's the it's a good opportunity just to kind of hear what your parents like and yeah. what they enjoy and appreciate doing so do you have any examples of what you what new things you've learned about your parents throughout these planning processes uh so i think for the most part i don't know if it's anything so i think the big part was just you mentioned it but i know a lot of parents are like no we shouldn't do this it's too much money yeah. right um but i just remember the first time that I think I forgot where it was, but it was either it was either I want to say Vancouver, but my dad for the first time he was like, we got out the plane. I think it was like the second day or something, and he like looked around and he was like, "Man, this is a good life, right?" Uh, and I think it's just those moments when you see how much they appreciate the life, like mm -hmm. the world and the experiences. For the most part, my I've only seen my dad in the environment where he's working every day for as long as I can remember right. from Korea to America. He always left early in the morning, went to work, came back late at night. And you see those moments where they're just enjoying life. Mm. Um, I mean, like we enjoy life all the time, right? Yeah. We go meet with our church friends. We go out with our friends. We go, you know, every weekend you're going out somewhere and enjoying it. But right. seeing them enjoy life that much, I think was like the biggest thing. Just being able to see that, I think I learned just that they're human i mean yeah, yeah not as much unique insights my dad is the kind of the lazy relaxing bum <laughs> that i know and my mom is the big city dwellers mm. that i've always imagined her to be mm. yeah that, that's great because I, with me with my parents i'm seeing and noticing that my mom 
initially she would always say things like oh we don't need to go on trips like i don't want to burden you guys i think that's a huge aspect of of why it's difficult for a lot of our peers to do something like this but the more trips my mom goes on because my brother lives in korea yeah she goes out to korea a lot and whenever my mom goes out my brother makes a big deal out of it he always tries to take her to different cities different places to eat within korea and things like that but I'm realizing that the more she experiences that, the more she's open to talking about what she wants to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it used to be before she'd be like, I'm fine with like just life. I'm okay. But nowadays she's like, I really want to go to Europe. Like she's talking about this Europe That's trip awesome. that she always wants to go on, things like that. So I think there's a little bit of as kids, as children, we do need to open up our parents a little bit, especially if they come from the same kind of background as our immigrant parents do having to hustle daily and always just thinking about their kids and not ever really themselves. I think we have to get them used to thinking about themselves a little bit before they're willing to admit it and, and open up in that way. Yeah. And you and your brother are both so good to your parents. And I, I think that when they do, I've, I've realized my parents have just opened up so much more in terms of their appreciation for different cultures. Mm. I think in the past it was always just, you know, Korean, 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 yeah. right? The, but the more like Asian countries we've gone to as well, they've seemed to appreciate other cultures a lot more, more willing to try different foods. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get you to try more different foods too. <laughs> so maybe if we go on more vacations to different countries, <laughs> you'll try. You know, what's funny. Yesterday I had dinner with my parents with, with Shirley and my dad's been wanting to go to this taco place that's mm-hmm. like right in front of their neighborhood. And my mom ordered a margarita. And I had no idea that she knew what a margarita was, but it's it's because of these experiences that, that where she's more willing to try new things. And, yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? Um, I don't think so, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. This conversation I think was really important. I'm sure it's important for every young adult to hear, but I think it's especially important for second generation immigrants because it is difficult to kind of cross that language and cultural barrier that we often have but with the intentionality that you talked about with the different methods uh, you know those reminders or like looking at different places to go to and thinking about how you can you know continue to maintain this relationship with your parents even though you don't live with them anymore i think it's a something that we really do need to think about i think a lot of our peers take for granted our parents thinking that you know they're going to be around forever but i mean in our 30s we realize that our parents are like late 50s early 60s which isn't a young age and the amount of time that they have to really be physically able to do a lot of these things we talked about it's it's pretty limited and so if you're listening and you've never really thought about this, I, w- I would urge you to do so. Um, please, yeah, please just know that they spent their entire lives taking care of us and it might be time for us to return a favor, although we'll never be able to repay it back fully. You know, just little things of, little shows of uh, appreciation, I think, um, are important. Yeah, so, oh uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you, Juan, for being here. <laughs> sorry i'm so terrible <laughs> why no you did great uh, yeah and again 
I mean, I, I think that you did really well. You answered every question well. You were very articulate. And for the fact, I mean, because most, usually when I have guests on, I actually send them a Word document about all the uh... questions I'm going to ask, like the points to hit and things like that. But we literally had like a three minute conversation right before I hit record. So, no, considering that, I think you did. I think the only podcast I listened to was a Jonathan one. And Uh so because he's just Jonathan and so good at talking, I need to listen to more of your podcasts Uh to hear them. But this was fun. Yeah. And so, guys, um, if you have any, if if this resonated with you, if, if you think that this is an important conversation or if you think it's a terrible conversation, it's completely unnecessary, please let us know at I-T-H-T podcast at gmail.com that's i hope they hear this abbreviated podcast at gmail.com and if you have any questions or if you need any suggestions on awesome vacation ideas for your parents email that same email and i'll make sure that chuan reads it and he'll get back to you with with guidance on that because he's i'm sure you have itineraries that you've saved and that you could share with people and things like that right yeah <laughs> yeah i knew it i knew it yeah he's he is that kind of organized person so yeah any, any last words um i guess the only thing is i know in this podcast we just talked about travels and that as a yeah. gift and yeah. and i guess for me that's mainly because i'm just limited in time mm-hmm. and i do work a lot and so that's the, that's my love language i think gifting and mm-hmm. kind of doing things mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be that i think if you're intentional and loving whatever way you do in yeah. whatever way you know your parents appreciate that's that's what it's supposed to be about sure, i think that's sure. what being a good son or daughter is more about and yeah. so i hope i hope this entire conversation didn't make it seem like you have to do these things for your parents yeah. it can be whatever whatever is that right love yeah. language for them yeah 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 for sure I, I hope that was clear when we talked but i think it's just interesting to have this perspective because i know not a lot of people like taking their parents on vacations um, but just to have that part of it kind of opened up to uh, the listeners so that they can consider it, I think is, is can be helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that is, that is it for today. Once again, I want to thank my guests. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.